thing that you always waited for. How to give a word. I mean, that's what it's all about in the prophetic. <clears throat> Thus says the Lord. Lord, ah, Lord, <laughs> feel ah, the anointing. Yeah. And that's that. <laughs> Next lesson. You're laughing. Um, there's a, there is one guy that does speak like that, that I respect a lot. And he looks nothing like what he talks. Like, it could not be more night and day. For some reason, that's his style. And the Lord, ah! And you're like, why? why? <laughs> when you talk about your kid, you don't say, my kid, da! Yeah, just, but as soon as, you know, it's about Jesus, you turn it on. But that's, that's actually a really good introduction to how to give a word. Please, please, please be normal. Yeah? Just don't, don't be weird. Um, if you're normally weird, that, that's a whole other thing. But, but don't be weirder than you are. <clears throat> um, again, this is a very... This is a very personal approach. And, you know, you having been to the school ministry, you probably learned that from Ivan Isabel. It's been something that they taught me that I found really, really helpful. And that was having a little preamble. And it just means that, first of all, um, it connects two things. It connects, hey, how are you doing? To here's a word from the Lord. Um, just, and it's, it's a, it actually turns the prophetic almost into rather a prayer of thanksgiving than a right at you. And, um, and they use a preamble that I use as well. And that's, Father, I thank you for, Phil, because. And then all of a sudden, it's that my attitude toward Phil already is one of thanksgiving rather than of superiority. And it's like, Father, thank you for Phil because he's a worm. You know that just like it doesn't doesn't work like that, and he's just a wretched sinner. It's it doesn't. But if I, Father, I thank you for Phil because he's a man of integrity, and there's you know there's uprightness in his heart, and it's just that already there's such a. I'm digging into God's heart for you. I can see it like that. <clears throat> also, what really helps me is by using that preamble. It just it gives me a because especially like the last exercise that we did with you phil where you just went from one person to the other to the other to the other it gives me just that one second to switch gears between oh i'm prophesying over rebecca now i'm prophesying over phil father thank you for nicola father i thank you for colin and it just gives me just that <clears throat> also it sets me up to prophesy yeah because i can't just say father thank you for nicola but there's a because at the end of that and now like oh i gotta finish that sentence somehow you know father thank you for nicola because and then it just flows into something else um and i just want to encourage you to you don't have to use that preamble by any means it is very helpful to me um and it's it's this this thing of again i think at the very beginning i said that when you blank completely you don't know what to do just pray a prayer of blessing and honestly, it'll it'll start it'll kickstart something prophetic inside of you, and you, just like, you know this, and you just pray the prayer that you wish somebody would pray over you, 
And all of a sudden, you just flow in the prophetic and you declare things. But, um, but while we are practicing and while there is really there is room to make mistakes and to, for, for trial and error, um, maybe stay away from, from definite things like just not even thus says the Lord, but this is what God is saying. Um, because if he's not saying that, then, well, he's not. You know, just, just give yourself room just to be wrong. That, I'm not saying that to undermine any faith or anything, but just even to give the other person an option to disagree with you. Yeah? Cause so if I can say, you know, I feel the Lord is saying this, you can say, well, I disagree with your feelings. Boom. And then that's really okay. But if I say, this is what the Lord is saying, you're like, uh, no. And now we're just, we're in a theological disagreement or, you know, I hear God say this, or this is what the Lord is saying. Um, again, I know these are just formalities, but a lot of people get hung up, especially when it comes to prophetic words, because they're like, they, they get so, because of the immaturity in a lot of people, they hear the words. They really do believe that every single word out, out of your mouth is from the word, from, from God's mouth. And then, you just having even just explain like it's a picture that I saw. I used my own words to describe the picture. It may not have been the perfect way to describe it. Apologies, for, but for them, it's like no, you gave me a prophetic word, and it, it you know said this is what the Lord is saying. So this is I'm packing my bags and I'm moving to Asia. Don't I just saw noodles, you know? <clears throat> so just just take it take it easy. Don't. Don't be vague, because I think as soon as you try to be vague, you really do take away from the faith aspect of the prophetic as well. So I'm not saying that, but yeah. <clears throat> um, just speak normal, but you guys are doing that already. Don't, don't change your voice. There's a lot of people that, um, I mean, a bit like what I said about our, this is how we are in worship. You know, we switch into a weird, this is what we do. Oh, and we just, you know, in worship, we just rock. It's, everybody in worship rocks. Left to right, right to left. We don't do that during the day, but just worship starts. Mm, just enjoying Jesus like that. Um, and, and so sometimes we do have a bit of a, when I preach or when I prophesy, if there's a different intonation that you use, stop it. Yeah, just, just be yourself. That's basically it. Hmm. Keep your heart and your mind focused on God. He really is the source of all life. We want to hear from him. So while, while he may give you a picture, my, while he may just do stuff, and, or he just may even speak to you through all sorts of things in the room, don't get sidetracked by those things. You know, If he speaks about a clock, to, uh, through a clock, about some it's time now, don't think, that, yeah, but the clock, what brand is it? I wonder what the Lord is saying. No, he may have just, just used that, just literally that one thing to take you to what he wants to say about it's time now, rather than needing to interpret everything. Um, yeah. Stay in that flow of the Holy Spirit. And, and this is a tension that I believe both things. Don't prophesy more than what you hear. Yeah. Again, don't bulk it out just because you think, oh, the person before me, they went for five minutes. I can't just give a 10-second word. If all you hear is a 10-second word, give you a 10-second word. At the same time, 
I want to encourage you to always set yourself up to prophesy a little bit more, to go a little bit deeper. Just ask God, is there anything else rather than, whoo, job done. You know, I'm off the hook. Timo asked me to prophesy. I prophesied. He can't make me do it twice. It's it, just that. Make yourself. like prophes- And that's what I do. I set myself up to prophesy a bit more with just a couple of um, fillers at the end of my sentences that don't allow me to finish. If I finish a sentence with end, and what? And then, I'm just like, all right, I better ask God for what the end is because, because what? Because, and so this is why, why? Okay. Um, and just that where I just make myself, it's not that I'm trying to add to what God is saying. I've just learned that he actually says a lot more than I'm hearing. So I'm saying what I'm hearing and then I just want to stay in that place and say, is there anything else, Dad? And the beautiful thing is when you guys prophesy um, in a group together, you have that time. Because, you know, I'm done. I gave my 10 seconds. It's great. And now, you know, it's your turn. And while you're doing this, I'm not like, I wonder what's for lunch. But you're just thinking, okay, Dad, is there anything else that you want me to say? And then just dig into that. Trust that spontaneous bubbling up, especially when you guys prophesy in a group. Because somebody may prophesy something, and we've done that with a ladder, and it, it triggers something inside of you. Then don't be like, ooh, 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 ooh. Don't, don't do that. We, um, we're going to go through that tomorrow, 1 Corinthians 14. The spirit of prophecy is subject to the prophet. It's, it's that sort of, you can wait your turn. Just because you had a revelation just now doesn't mean that you, you know, everybody stop, it's my turn now. Even though we are very encouraged to then give preference to one another. But it's that just you can signal each other. Like, hey, I've got something on that as well. Great. As soon as you're done, just to let you guys know, I've got something. Um, and just, but do that. Like, work together. Learn together to work um, as a team. The timing of a word is so important. It really is almost, I want to say, as important as what the word actually is. A lot of the things, Rick Joyner, he says, here on earth, prophets are known by the things they hear from God and say. In heaven, they're known by the things that they hear and don't say. And it's this thing of when you hear something, do you have the maturity to, like Mary, ponder it in your heart? First of all, because God is not into gossip. You know, he's not revealing stuff to you about somebody else so you can be like, guess what? Guess what? Guess who's pregnant? You know, that, that's not what he's doing. But if he does reveal something to you, it's actually because that person needs you to pray for them. Can you do that? Without ever mentioning anything that you picked something up in the spirit. It's just between you and them. Back to intercession. Just, you know, can you carry that? And you hear something and you just wonder, is it for me actually to say yes or no? Full stop. If it's for me to say, when? It doesn't have to be right now. You know, there's, there's words inside of me that I'm not allowed to say just yet. And I may never be. I don't know. I'm sure there's, there's people that had something for me. And like, you know what, Timo? I had this five years ago. but just And maybe five years ago, if I would have heard it, I would have interpreted it completely different according to my... Because we always hear it according to our situation right now. Yeah, but our situation right now is maybe not the situation that the word is for. So the words interpreted in my situation right now 
can actually mean something completely different than what God actually intended. So just ask, is it time for me to say yes or no? When is it? Um, how much of what I hear am I supposed to say? You know, he's given you all of this. But he says, actually, all this is just for you to carry them, especially when you do life with somebody else. It's probably a bit different when you do like a prophetic presbytery, a ministry for people coming in that you've never seen before on outreach, for example. You know, they've got 10 minutes in front of you. You're not going to pastorally walk with them for the next couple of years. But when you just, you know, with your friends, with your mates in church, brothers and sisters, it's like there's stuff that God shows you that you pick up and it's just for you to carry on your heart and to pray. Ha! If you see a picture, and that's one of the biggest things, because you guys, you see pictures. Ask God, what does he mean? Tom is one of the funniest things, not things, people. Um, but when he did the school, he was, he was really happy just giving you his picture. And that was it. I see a tomato. That was his prophetic word. Mate, Tom, that's not edifying. That's not encouraging. That's not comforting. That's just a picture. Of, at least ask God, what does it mean? Yeah. So if you have a picture, like this morning, you know, I see a picture of just um, sunflowers in a big field. Dad, what does that mean? Why, why are you showing me this picture? To what, to what purpose? Now, sometimes God gives you the interpretation. So this is because of that. Because I see this picture, but it's actually not about the picture. It's, it's about, it helps me understand what God wants to say. Sometimes you have, I have no idea. And if you have no idea, be okay with that. And just give that picture and ask, does that mean anything to you? Um, Mark Verkley, he tells a really funny story about <clears throat> this, this um, prophetic picture that he had uh, giving to somebody. And it's like, he sees this picture of ants, and there's an ant, and the ant does something, and, and I think doesn't fall in line, but steps out of the line, and there's always a problem with that one ant. And he's like, they're busy, they're working hard, you know. I don't know what the picture means. So he's trying to figure out an interpretation. Holy Spirit, well, he doesn't hear anything. So he says, well, I have this picture. I don't know what it means. And the person just laughs. Oh, that's really funny because I have an ant. And in North American English, it makes a lot more sense than British English. But I have an ant. And she always, you know, does this and that. And that's exactly like that. And God speaks so much into So it's just really funny how God uses this one picture given to this one person. and means nothing to him. But the person that the word is for knew exactly what that picture was. So be okay with not having the interpretation always. But at least ask. Yeah. Um. Because honestly, more often than not, you are the one. You are the one that saw the picture. You're probably the one that has the interpretation for it as well. Um. <clears throat> when you see a picture, again, ask God, is this a picture because you want me to understand something? Or is this a picture that actually needs sharing? Again, just time is often of the essence. And so if we describe this picture, but it's not about the picture. You know, I see this picture of a beautiful sunset and there's fields and there's peace and there's a brook and there's a river and there's birds and there's just like, and God says, welcome to peace. And like, it has nothing to do with the picture. God just says, you know, I've got rest for you. I've got peace for you. Say that. The picture was for you to understand what God is saying. And you can just, again, save a lot of time. And I found that in my life. I did explain the pictures a lot when I felt like I need to bulk out my words. 
But once that one is just settled in your heart that you just give what you have. You can say, I feel there's a season of rest coming for you. And then, yeah, this, this, that makes sense. Great. Be accountable with your prophecies. Ooh, that's a big thing. Yeah, we don't like, we don't like being judged, especially not in our great circles. But apparently, we're supposed to judge our prophecies. Yeah? So, be okay with somebody looking at your prophecy and saying, I do believe this is from God. I don't believe this isn't. And that I'm not sure about. And that's okay. Don't be all offended. It's not your job to be, if you're offended, please don't prophesy. That's because you will be wrong at times. Sometimes you know you're right and the person still thinks you're wrong. And then you just apologize. It's not your job to convince them how right you are. Yeah? If they don't like the word that you give them, you just say, I'm really sorry. I didn't want to offend you. My bad. I'm still learning. I gave a word once <clears throat> about where I encourage you guys, not at, at least at the beginning, <clears throat> to stick to, to some very healthy boundaries. And that's edification, exhortation, and comfort. It's anything that fits in those things. Just go all nuts because you can make as many mistakes as you want to, and it's still not going to be harmful. But as soon as you go um, into something a bit more specific, and I do encourage you there, but there's a higher risk of being wrong. Yeah. So as soon as you prophesy weddings or babies or specific dates or any of that stuff, um, there's just a much higher risk to, to make a mistake. Um, I did prophesy over somebody once. It was like, and not, not just once, but this person. It was like, I feel like it's time for you guys to start a family. Um, and, uh, and he was amazing about it because he completely disagreed with it. It's like, okay, but I don't think, I don't think that's for us. And, uh, and I felt like, actually, this is still what God is saying, but that's okay. Like, I'm, I'm not going to make you start a family you know i it's not my job to follow up on that word have you started a family it's not my job and and i was really he was absolutely gracious with me and we're still really good friends um i i could say look i'm sorry it's okay i'm still learning um rather than be like yeah but i know it's god you know have you done it have you just like, what have you done about it and that's a bit of weird weird example as i'm thinking about <laughs> But it's so often we, giving the word, feel responsible for seeing that prophecy fulfilled. It's not your job. There's, there's a difference between being accountable to your prophecies and, and taking wrong ownership of that. The, um, the postman that delivers a bill to you doesn't check up on you whether you've paid the bill. It's not the postman's job. Postman's job is done after he delivers the letter, that's it. Nothing to do with me anymore. Yeah. So often when we give a word, because we really want the best for that person, but we have you, you know, have you done something about, it? you know, I knew I was prophesying Africa over you. Have you applied for your passport yet? What have you done about this? It's, like, it's not my job to do any of this. My job was to give that word done. Now, on the other hand, Be accountable to your prophecies because you need to learn. Yeah? 
every time I give a word about places, I'm wrong. Hmm. Maybe that's not the area of my expertise. But every time I give a word about, I don't know, the next six months, somehow the time frame of things, I'm always spot on. Just, you know, so just keep, not keep a record of, your pro of the prophecies that you give, but if possible, give them some sort of a contact detail for you, whether it's, you know, email, Facebook, phone number, whatever it is. It's like, can you let me know? You know, if, I, if I've given you a word in the next six months, this is what's going to happen. Can you please, you know, in seven months, write me an email and let me know what of that word has come to pass? Because I'm learning. I want to know. I want to know which areas in my prophecies I'm actually really spot on every time. And every time I prophesy about, I don't know, you're going to get married soon? Hasn't happened yet. You know, so just for me to learn these areas, I'm really good at. These areas, I'm really rubbish at. But it's, it's up to us. Not just that, hey, I'm giving you a word and it has nothing to do with me anymore. Um, so for your own sake, not making that person see that word fulfilled, but for your own sake to know, actually, what am I learning? What am I growing in? Yeah? Don't, um, don't give parking lot prophecies. Don't give prophecies in, in you know, the corner where nobody can see or nobody can hear anything. That's why I'm making you guys record everything. Because first of all, in that moment, people hear what they want to hear, and probably not the whole prophecy. So it's just really good for that person to just go over that prophecy. It's always good to have a record of what God is saying, full stop. I have 69, where are they? 68 prophecies that have been given. Where's my phone? Wherever it is. And they're all on iTunes, and I listen to them regularly couple times a year sometimes i listen to just a few sometimes i take whole afternoon and listen to the whole thing and uh prophecies from 10 years ago that i still remember kind of oh yeah yeah they said i'll be this i'll be that and listen to it again i was like oh i remember completely wrong it's this is what i remember but actually what they said was this and it makes so much sense now um and so just just even for that sake make people record it if they don't have a phone You've got a phone. Say, no problem. I'll record it. Give me your email. I'll email it to you. Something like that. So they have a record. Also, for your own integrity and safety, because there's one kid, I was called up by his mom once. and said, what have you, what have you said to my son? Because uh, he told me that you, st you told him to stop taking his meds. And uh, I was like, no recollection of this. Let's listen to the prophecy. Nothing in there. Prophesying freedom. That's what I did. But that was all. Nothing about the Lord is saying, stop taking your meds and doing this and that. This is what the kid heard. It's like, oh, you know, Timo prophesied over me. I need to stop taking my meds. I'm like, no, I didn't. Let's listen to this. is what it, you know, it's, it was just a really healthy and a bit of a redeeming kind of thing. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm not as crazy as I thought or as the mom thought I was. <clears throat> um, yeah. Does it make sense? It's really super simple stuff, but yeah. Be open for correction. Really. It's just be quick to say sorry. Absolutely. It's um and that's it. If if the reason why you want to prophesy is to bless somebody, to edify them, then it'll be the easiest thing for you to say sorry. If you need to look good, 
it'll be really hard for you to say sorry. But that's that's always for me the thing is like, am I still happy just apologizing? Whether I think it's right or not, but it was never my intention to offend you. So I'm really sorry. Um, practice, 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 practice. Giving a word, honestly, it just becomes a lot easier the more you practice. It's like driving a car. At first, you're just freaking out because you're thinking about all the different things, traffic indicating all of that, shifting gears. Later on, you think, oh, that's, this is easy. I can text while I'm doing this. But, yeah, just honestly, practice, practice, practice. But I'm, I'm telling you, if you guys don't practice, in three months' time, it'll be hard again. You know? This is like a really good week. You're like, whoo, we can do this. I've been like prophesying one after the other. This is easy. But it really is. It's not that God takes that gift away. That's not what it is. His gifts are irrevocable, without repentance, yeah? Once he gives them, it's yours. But what you do with it, that's up to you. Keep on prophesying. The more you prophesy, let me put it in a different way. Hanging around prophetic people, it'll rub off on you somehow. And, and again, there, there, is no, there is no doctrine about this. There is no biblical proof as such. But you can see this. Um, I can only raise up who I am. So if I don't, what I don't have, I cannot give away. But when you hang out with me, sooner or later, you'll probably pick up some phrases You'll pick up a bit of my humor. You'll pick up my theology. And it'll just, it'll just rub off on you. And the same thing, honestly, in the spirit. There's, there's five giants that we know of that have been slain in the Bible. One of them was Goliath. And David killed him. Yeah? There's a bit of digression. Do you know how many stones he picked up when he was running after Goliath or before? Five. Yeah? Because he was... He knew if I was going after this one guy, his brothers might come after me. Yeah, I'm ready to finish this fight. But he, he just needed that one in that moment. The other four giants were slain by people that follow David. Okay? Something has never been done before. Uh, David broke through. It's like the four-minute mile. Wow, it's never been done before. But I'm hanging out with David. Sooner or later, I believe, I think I can kill a giant too. Yeah, it just there's something about, and this 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 is just for full life. Who you wanna, who you wanna hang out with, grow into, learn from. You know, spiritual fathering comes unto that, mentoring comes unto that, all of that. But but spiritually, you hang out with a prophetic person. They don't need to lay hands on you. They don't need to do the whole impartation or anything like this. But you hang out with them, you will walk away more prophetic. I don't understand why or how, but it just will happen. You hug Sharon for the rest of the day, you will smell like Sharon. Just, it's that, it, it is. And it, when I was with Ivan and Isabel, <clears throat> did my internship, it was about a year and a half that I stayed with them. In that entire time, they prophesied over me exactly twice. And each time it was because I made them. Yeah, they were at another prophecy conference and stuff. I was like, this is it. I'm just going to be in line now as well. I stand there. It's like, give me a word. Because I know if I don't make you, you're not going to prophesy over me. They never once laid hands on... No, at the very end, when they sent me off as a church, they prayed for me. 
And they never once laid hands on me and imparted everything that they have and double portion and all of that. Never. Just, I just hung out with them. I watched Steven Seagal movies with Isabel. I went for a beer with Ivan. I just, I took out the rubbish at church with, it's just, we just did life together. And after a year and a half, I'm thinking, flipping heck, there's just something that shifted inside of me. Something that had grown in the prophetic without me even realizing it. So just hang around people that carry what you, if it's evangelism that you want to grow and find somebody, if it's, you know, if it's teaching, if it's power ministry, whatever it is, hang, hang out with these people. Just intentionally go for, and this is the bit where we want you guys to have these coffee mates as well, because there's, you know, learning to make connections with people like, I think you've got something. I want to hang out with you. I don't know what exactly it is. I don't need to know what it is, but if I hang around with you, it'll just rub off on me. It just will happen. Okay. Remember that words don't have to be big to be powerful. It can be just God loves you. And your mind says, yeah, no, no. Uh, <laughs> but if this, is what, if this is what the word is for now, then this is what the word is. So don't, and sometimes it's not even a word. It's, can I give you a hug? You know, is, can I just, there's something there about just, this is what it is. And that's, it is the, because the big words, they make us feel very important. Whether we want it or not, they do. It's the, it's the small words. It's the, I don't have anything in words, but I have a hug for you. I don't feel on the same par as Bob Jones or one of the other prophets. Like, I know he's, you know, he's foretelling the future. And I can only hug? That's, that's not very prophetic now. But what is prophecy? It's a testimony of Jesus. And if that person encounters the love of Jesus through your hug in that moment, job done. It really is. So don't, don't, don't think you need to be different than who you are or give more than you have. Just, just be. And again, learn to feel where Holy Spirit stops and you begin. And that's something that you will learn by trial and error. And I still do that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking. I'm thinking, I should have stopped about two sentences ago. Because I think right now, that was just me running with the idea of, you're going to be great in ministry. And then I interpreted ministry according to what I think ministry will look like. And you're going to be a TV evangelist. You're going to have a private jet. You're going to have millions. And God's like, nah, it's not what I said. You know, it's like, okay. Just learn how far Holy Spirit goes. And then, um, Larry Randolph, he told this amazing story. <clears throat> Give what you hear accurately. Yeah, Randy, Larry Randolph, I don't know if you know him or not. Again, amazing prophetic person, really funny. And uh, <clears throat> he, had a, he had a birthday for somebody. Like, he, he was on stage and God was saying to him, that person's birthday is on the last day in September. And... Uh, this is going to be great. This is going to be my opening word of knowledge. So he says, you, your birthday is on the 31st of September. The person says, no. And everybody is really quiet until he realizes September only has 30 days. And I, said, oh, I just made a fool of myself. God didn't say it's on the 31st of December, as September. Just on the last day. If, if this is what you hear, give that away. Yeah. 
The person's birthday was on the 30th of September, but it was the last one. It wasn't the 31st. So it's that kind of, sometimes you, you hear something and you run away with, oh, this is what it is. Just give what you have. Yep. Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.